Experience. My name's Heather. I'm going to take you on a journey today and tell you and show you how we make single malt scotch whiskey. We need three ingredients for this water, barley, and yeast. So let's put the water, barley, and yeast together and see how we can turn our national drink to the true spirit of Scotland. Hello and welcome to this special partnership episode of Scran with the Scotch Whiskey Experience. Nestled on Castle Hill, within a stone's throw of Edinburgh Castle, the Scotch Whisky Experience has been welcoming visitors from all over the world since the late 80s, a time when the world of whisky was very, very different to what it is now. I went along to experience this popular tour and speak to some of the people in the know about how it came about, what it has to offer, and how it has played a not insignificant role in nurturing much of the talent found in the whisky industry today. I sat down with Angela Dinning, Operations Director, who filled me in on the history as well as modern undertakings, including the recent investment of 3.5 million into a new tour and how it houses one of the world's largest collections of Scotch whisky, which was amazing to see. So this is the very six that started this whole collection. Now he collected for a period of 35 years and amassed approximately 3,400 bottles. Michelle Pizzi, Site Director of the North British Distillery, and Alex Thompson, Visitor Attraction Manager at the Glenturret Distillery, shared their memories with me of their time working at the Scotch Whisky Experience and how it helped shape their future careers in the industry. They offer some great insight into working in this thriving industry and how the Scotch Whisky Experience has played its part in their careers. Message me out of the blue on Instagram and I've always been happy to you know, meet up with them if they come to the distillery or meet up with them for a dram and stuff like that because, yeah, it's, a, it's an awesome industry and I, more people that work in it, the better. If somebody hasn't had the exposure, they can often think, OK, it's about drinking, it's about, you know, what's in the shop, it's what's in the bottle, but there's so much more that goes into making Scotch whisky and it's depending on what your passion is, there are so many different aspects you could go into. So hi Angela, we're here at the Scotch Whiskey Experience in Edinburgh and I'm excited, I've never been here before, but I'm really excited to find out more about the tour and what you do here. But for anyone that doesn't know, could you give us a sort of brief history of the Scotch Whiskey Experience? The Scotch Whiskey Experience exists to make the world fall in love with Scotch Whiskey. And back in 1988, our founder, Alistair McIntosh, approached a number of the distillers at that time with a view to creating an attraction here in the capital city to learn about our national drink. So at that time, in the 80s, very few of the distilleries were open to visitors. So there wasn't really that kind of market. And a lot of people who came to Scotland didn't really travel much further north than kind of that Perthshire area. So um, didn't even have access to visit the distilleries. So the idea was that we set up something here right in Edinburgh that people could come and learn about Scotch whisky. So we opened our doors in 1988 on the 5th of May. And like you say, it was a much different time. It's almost hard to imagine like not being able to go to a distillery and visit, go to the shop. But do you think it was sort of pivotal and kind of opening it up to people? Yeah, I think there were a few of the distillers who were certainly leading the way. Glenfiddich had a long established visitor experience up there. Just locally here, Glen Kinchy were also open to, to visitors. But it was certainly 
certainly quite a new thing. Scotch whisky wasn't really as popular as it is today. Certainly nowadays it would be unthinkable to, to find a distillery that wasn't open to, to visitors. So there's a real passion to learn more about our national product. So yeah, it, it's a very different landscape today. And how did you get involved? So I joined the Scotch Whiskey Experience 21 years ago and I started as a tour guide, leading the tours downstairs. And prior to that, I'd worked at Glenfiddich Distillery up in Speyside. I'm originally from Speyside, so I'd been working as a visitor assistant there, using my languages, because I studied languages at university. And um, that was only seasonal work and I really wanted to be to be working full time and uh, got in touch with some friends who were already working down here and headed back to the city. Could you have foreseen that 20 odd years later you'd still be here? Very quickly when I started working here, I realised how much I enjoyed it. I loved meeting people from all over the world. I loved talking to people about Scotch whisky. I am a bit of a country girl at heart. And although I like now love living in the city, there's so many of the distilleries located up in and around Speyside. So it always feels like it's a little bit of home as well. So it's really nice to have that connection still. Yeah, I don't know at what point I realised that I would be here for the the long term but it's a a decision I certainly don't regret. How are things progressing up to the modern day because there's been quite a bit of investment and there's a new tour which I'm excited about. Yeah I think again that's probably one of the things that have kept me here for so long is the fact that there's always continuous investment we're always looking to just offer the best experience to our visitors so I've seen so many different transformations it's almost unrecognizable to the place I joined back in 2002 but I think this recent investment we've just invested the 3.5 million into our new tour area it's been such a phenomenal project to be involved in. There have been so many different designers and trades involved in delivering this and yeah we're just so proud of the the end result so I'm excited to hear what you think of the experience as well. I'm excited to try it. (laughs) So for anyone that hasn't ever done it and is going to book to come what can they expect? So we tell the whole story of Scotch whisky if you like. We'll take you through how whisky's made, we'll position that and tell you a little bit about the different regions so really good to learn more about Scotland in that way too. We talk about single malts but we also focus on grain whisky and the importance of the blends to the industry as well. Um, We house one of the world's largest collections of Scotch whisky which is a lovely wow moment for our visitors to just be surrounded by almost like a liquid history of 35 years of of Scotch whisky. So really great way just to introduce people to what can sometimes be quite a an intimidating subject. There's so much choice when it comes to Scotch whisky. So we're just trying to inspire and enthuse people just about Scotch whisky and hopefully leave here with a, a newfound love for Scotch.
barley is fooled into growing by steeping it in water. Then spreading it out on the malting house floor to germinate. As it germinates, the barley generates heat. It must be turned frequently to ensure that germination is even. So obviously you've got loads and loads of whiskies. So for someone coming in who obviously they're going to find it a lot more if they don't or if they do know they're going to further their knowledge how does it work with the whiskies that you do have? So what we try to do is to simplify it and make it really approachable for our visitors. A lot of them tell us they don't know anything about Scotch whisky when they come through the door. Scotch whisky is very synonymous with Scotland obviously so it's a, a kind of tick for them when they're here to visit. We try and encourage them to have an overview of the regions. That's quite a simplified way to do it, but it's an easy way to get people interested to begin with. So we do a bit of basic flavour profiling with them on tour, and we use some aroma scratch cards to get them just thinking about flavours and aromas that might appeal to them. And then they can choose a, a whisky that's selected. So there'll be about six whiskies that they can choose from on tour, and hopefully they select one that is best suited to their palate. And then there are other opportunities to explore that further with more of our in-depth tours so you can have your tasting flights or you can learn a bit more about whiskey and food matching so there's lots of different options there for everyone. There's also a restaurant here as well isn't there? Yes our Amber restaurant is amazing the the food that the team produced down there is absolutely exceptional and um, one of our our great newer products actually Tasting Tales pairs some Scottish produce with some excellent whiskies so it's a really lovely match and then we do our Taste of Scotland meal which is really popular we tie that in with our last two tours of the day which are our platinum tours so you get a bit longer to explore the collection you get to have a tutor tasting with your guide and then downstairs and you get a three course kind of taster menu and um, showing the best of what Scotland can offer so a really really popular product for us. It also sounds ideal for, you know, the amount of times people say to me, oh, I, I don't like whiskey, I don't like it, that's it. And I always sort of think, well, you've just not found the right one. So to get people in and show them the regions and their, their flavour profile is quite important as well. So do you, do you find that a lot, that there's people coming out at the end going, I actually do really like it? Yeah, that's a, a huge thing for us, this kind of conversion that we get from our visitors. So we see that and it's quite a high rate of people that, you know, have either found the whiskey that they've fallen in love with on the visit or have been inspired to explore further which is which is great for us so I think it's over about three quarters of our visitors that we we convert after that initial visit and that's phenomenal I think but it's really good for us just to spark that passion or that enthusiasm to learn a little bit more so hopefully after they've been here they go and visit a distillery or they'll look for scotch whiskey back home in whatever market they've come from so I think it's a bit of a, a privilege to be involved in what can often be that first step on a, a journey with a, a new product like scotch whiskey that then becomes part of their their lives forevermore so yeah it's nice. What about you do you find that you obviously you've been doing this a long time you've worked in whiskey a long time do you feel like you're always learning because we're in a real period of like boom and new whiskies and new techniques and different things happening do you find that you're learning a lot as well? Yeah absolutely I think that's one of the great things that you never feel like you know everything about Scotch whisky there's always new things to learn there are new distilleries to visit distillery baggins a particular hobby of mine I think I'm on about yeah the next one will be number 70 so I'm looking forward to, to getting another one under my belt so and it's just I think there's just a lovely 
sense of community within the the whole of the industry it's it's interesting that often you've got these competitors but like for example we meet a couple of times a year with the other distillery visitor center managers and we just talk about trends and you know what our visitors are enjoying what's going on what's new what are we doing down in edinburgh and what's everyone finding out and about around scotland and the fact that everyone's so open and it's so collaborative around there it's a really supportive network of contacts and the one thing that really comes through is just the passion that everyone has for it like whiskey something once you get into that industry very few people i think leave afterwards just because of that you know it's such a an exciting product to be involved in but it's also steeped in so much history as well and has so much cultural significance for us as Scots. Mm-hmm. Which takes me on to my next question which is so the staff so you started off obviously tour guide for Glenfiddich you came down here you've got this job as someone trying to get people in you know obviously people could come here when they're at uni in Edinburgh or, or otherwise it seems like the type of place whereby it's not just a summer job or a student job because you know, whiskey tends to lend itself to that kind of like lifetime journey. Is that something you would say is what happens here when you're getting like new staff in the door? I would say that the majority of people who come to us for a job don't really have that passion for whiskey yet. It's something that they often get while working for us. So it's not something we look for. We don't look for people who know about Scotch whiskey or have any experience in the whiskey industry. Um, we're really just hiding for for attitude. We need people who love speaking to people who you know who offer a really warm welcome, who are just passionate about delivering memorable experiences for our visitors. What we pride ourselves on is our vision to make the world fall in love with Scotch whisky. Often the easiest people to convert are our team. And then I've seen people come in who've changed careers, changed the course they're studying at university to then go and do the distilling degree at Harriet Watt. It's just amazing how quickly that whisky bug kind of captures people. Much as it's not essential to have a whisky background when you come here, I think we pride ourselves on everyone who leaves our doors being a huge huge whisky ambassador and an advocate for scotch and go on out into the industry yeah many of them have which is brilliant when we launched our new experience just towards the tail end of last year we ran a couple of industry launches and it was just such a lovely feeling to see how many of our scotch whisky experience alumni came in having you know representing distillers working within the industry now so we've got distillery managers we've got distillery visitor center managers as well we've got people working as brand ambassadors on behalf of all the distillers so it's just really lovely to see them all doing so well and you know still out there promoting scotch whiskey so what are the most significant changes you've seen in whiskey over the last 20 years Certainly going back over the last 10, 15 years, just the rate of new distilleries that are coming on. There's so many new projects, it's really hard to keep up with with them all, which is brilliant that there's such a boom in the industry. I also think just the popularity of Scotch whisky generally, we run a monthly training school here and the number of people who are just generally, you know, 
genuinely enthusiastic about scotch and want to learn more from a hobby perspective. There was a time like a decade ago when it was only people working in the hospitality or like the whiskey industry that would come and, you know, pay to do a course. But now it's just people with a passing, you know, this is just their hobby and they want to come and learn more. Scotch whiskey or whiskey generally has really been boosted by things like Mad Men or Boardwalk Empire. All these things made whiskey very cool again. And I think that that's really positive. And I think the other big shift is just the focus on sustainability as well. Scotch whisky has made a number of commitments and a lot of the distillers are all about promoting this and the, the fact that they are themselves, you know, sustainable. What are your future plans? How do you see the next 20 years? <laughs> We've got this constant plan for reinvesting here at the Scotch Whiskey Experience. So whenever we do one area of the business, we turn to the next to see where we can look to improve things and just always offer the best experience to our visitors. We want to continue to be an employer of choice. So investing more in our team and the, the training and development opportunities that we can give to our team. We launched an apprenticeship programme about eight years ago now. I'd love to see that develop further. So we offer a managerial apprenticeships. So we have four that we can offer at the moment across different departments in the business. I'd love to see that develop further as well. So there's a real commitment to our people and um, to training here at the Scotch Whiskey Experience. Well, thank you very much. You're very welcome. And what we do at this point is cut the spirit into three sections, commonly known as the head, the heart and the tail. The heart is absolutely perfect. This is what we want to collect. There's too many heavy congeners in the head. There's not enough in the tail. But what we do, we take the head, we take the tail, put it back through the distillation process and collect it as the heart the next time. When we've collected the heart, it will be pumped through into an oak barrel for the next part of our whiskey making called maturation. Would you like to sit in a barrel? Hi, my name is Michelle Pizzi. I am Site Director for North British Distillery. My name is Alex Thompson. I'm Visitor Attraction Manager at the Glen Turret Distillery. Michelle, do you want to just tell us a little bit about your job just now? We are the third biggest grain distillery in Scotland. We have roughly just shy of 150 people on site working across whether that's manufacturing, maintenance, engineering and various other support functions. It's a site that has been there since 1885. It's one of the older ones. It's based here in Edinburgh, isn't it? It is. Alex, you want to just talk a little bit about your role? Yeah, so I'm, as I said, I'm Visitor Attraction Manager at the Glen Turret Distillery. Um, we're actually the oldest operating distillery in Scotland. We've been making whiskey since at least 1763. My job kind of encompasses everything from, you know, visitors coming on site to do the tour, the shop, anyone that's looking to sort of engage just with the whiskey itself, so coming on and having a dram. We've got quite a big offering on site. You know, we've got things like a cafe and a... We happen to be the only distillery in the world that has a Michelin-starred restaurant as well. So we're we're a small place tucked away just right at the start of the Highlands, but we've uh, quite a lot going for us, so it's a busy old place. When you started out, did you know you wanted to work in whiskey? Uh, no, is the honest answer. Um, my background's actually in tourism first. I was a, a tour guide at Blair Castle while I was still at school, and then tourism brought me to Edinburgh. Uh, I studied travel and tourism at Edinburgh College and then tourism management at Napier University. While I was studying, I was looking for a job that was sort of relevant to my degree and ended up getting a job as a tour guide at the Scotch Whiskey Experience. It was the whiskey experience that brought me into whiskey rather than 
whiskey that brought me into the whiskey experience essentially. Could you see that happening or was it a bit of a surprise to you from this role here at the whiskey experience? No I could totally see that happening. Um, <laughs> I was already a whiskey drinker. My family have quite a long history in whiskey. Um, my ancestors used to have an illicit distillery on the farm that was later a legal distillery so there's there's a lot of it in the sort of family background. I knew I liked a dram when I started here. I didn't really know anything about it and then the whiskey experience kind of gave me that knowledge to show that it could be a realistic career, essentially. So was that your experience of your colleagues or were you a bit of an anomaly? It was kind of, yeah, I would say it was, was the colleagues, certainly. There was a lot of people that I worked with who, again, maybe were just looking for a student job and sort of discovered a passion for it while they were here. For me, a lot of it was the sort of people who were maybe just senior to me or the people that had been the sort of whiskey experience generation before me. So someone like Christopher Coates, who's was later editor of Whiskey Magazine. He he worked here just before me and has sort of been a bit of a mentor for me throughout my time in the industry. You know, I met Chris as, a, as an 18-year-old working at the Whiskey Experience and seeing his journey was kind of, okay, the industry is a realistic, a realistic career option, essentially. I did not know he worked here. <laughs> I did. Everyone worked here at some point. <laughs> um, and Michelle, what about you? Did you start out thinking, I want to work in whiskey, or was it just a complete fluke? So I originally came to Scotland after having done my wine degree in France and I'd done uh, vineyard science and management and wine and the idea was I'd come to Harriet Watt, do distillation and go back to France. And throughout my course at Harriet Watt, I actually discovered the joys of whiskey uh, and decided that's it, this is this is where I want to be. And then was looking for a, for a role in the industry and actually that's what brought me to the Scotch Whiskey Heritage Centre at, at first because that's what the Scotch Whiskey experience was called in those days <laughs> quite a while back so by that point I really knew that I wanted to uh, be in the whiskey industry and um, obviously during my time here got to get different experience got to meet different people and has stood me in great stead in terms of the journey I've taken since then. What was your role here or roles here? So uh, I did a number of different roles when uh, when I was here uh, so I started off as a visitor centre guide and with some stock, stock uh, controlling in the way I then worked my way up to supervisor and uh, even had um, experience in terms of uh, matching food with whiskey in the restaurant which uh, I enjoyed thoroughly so yeah various different roles here which you know have gave me different experience different insights which has really stood me in good good stead through the different roles I've gone on to do since leaving and working in grain whiskey as well is quite interesting because it's one of those things that people don't really know a lot about at all whereas if you don't know a lot about whiskey you know something but when you start to break it down into the different sort of types like that so have you found that quite interesting as well especially with your background in wine definitely so I have to say I've been really really lucky in the time that I've, I've been in the, the scotch whiskey industry so so I've covered a number of roles whether it's from cereal to malt distilling to projects to to various different things I think like any role each of them have just so many different uh, aspects to them so grain whiskey is very different again as you say um, very very different process different you know cereals you can use different Installation and very very different characters, which then go into various blends. So yeah, it's 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 really fantastic learning through each of the roles. It's really fascinating. There's so many different facets to the Scotch whisky industry. Anybody could really find something that that could be of interest, really. And sorry, the same question to you, Alice. When you first started, it was a lot of your the people you started with knowledgeable of spirits or drinks, or was some of them quite 
No idea. There was a mix. Some individuals that had obviously worked here for a number of years, very passionate about whiskey. There were people like myself just starting off in, in the industry, still very passionate about whiskey. And then those that, you know, came on the journey, became passionate about whiskey. Uh, so, so it was a real mix, which was really great. Totally different mindsets from, and very international from all around the world, which was another real great benefit. You got to learn so much about whiskey and different parts of the industry when I was here, but also about so many different cultures and you know what was popular in in their country from a whiskey perspective and you know how they drank it uh, so yeah just 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 really great great crowd and uh, still friends with a number of uh, individuals that I worked with uh, back in the day you like saying the cask I went bought the cask and smelled meat they produced something truly remarkable Okay, so here we are sitting inside the oak cask. We always use oak because oak is durable. Do you remember any sort of light-hearted anecdotes that are safe for work <laughs> that you could tell us about? The caveat that was safe for work, so that's probably <laughs> taken quite a lot of them out of it. Uh, one, um, so Swee's renowned for its parties. One year we did an awards ceremony and they were called the Drammies. I don't know if this is a thing they still do, but it was uh, people were given branded glasses that they'd won a Drammy and... I remember one year they, they put up on the big screen in the function room that the, the Drammy for Best Entertainment was won by the Scotch Whiskey Experience dance crew. We were all thinking, like, what's this about a dance crew? None of us knew what this was about. And it turned out that about six months before, there'd been a, one of the girls was in the foyer on a really quiet day, and I just started doing a really stupid little dance. And about five or six other members of staff happened to just walk past and all decided to join in. So they had about seven different tour guides in their tweed waistcoats all just doing this really stupid dance in a completely empty foyer. Unbeknownst to us, the maintenance team were watching us on the camera and I'd hit the record button. Um, so they put this up on the big screen at the Christmas party and uh, we were all presented with a glass that said Scotch Whiskey Experience 2015 Drammy Award winner. Uh, and I still have that in my cabinet and I still, still use it to have a whiskey every so often. But um, it was just a fun place to be. You know, the, the tour guides when I was here and I, I'm... It's pretty much the same now, but it was, it was either young professionals or it was students, and um, it attracts a certain type of person. Everyone's very outgoing and very chatty and very fun, and um, yeah, it was a a really really fun place to work. And much like Michelle said, I've still got lots of friends that I met here I, this year. I'm groomsman at a second wedding from someone that I met working at the whiskey experience and stuff like that. So you make those kind of friendships working here. Are you going to do the dance at the wedding? We might have a reunion of the Scotch Whiskey Experience dance crew, who knows, but um, we'll see how much whiskey's taken beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> so you've obviously both left the role that you had here to, to move on into your career, but what relationship do you have with the Scotch Whiskey Experience now? I've always stayed relatively connected to the place. I've, I've still got a lot of friends that work here, so on a personal level from that, but from a professional level, I've sort of stayed in the industry since leaving the Whiskey Experience and... Being in the sort of visitor experience side, especially of the industry, has sort of kept me connected quite well to the whiskey experience. Really since taking up my role with Glenturret, that's ramped up quite a lot. One of the benefits of being a distillery that is connected to the whiskey experience is you get to come in and do promotional days in the shop. So three times last summer, I think I was stood in the shop at the whiskey experience, feeling like an 18 year old again, selling Glenturret to the public. And um, just at the end of last year, I had the opportunity to come in and present a training session to the tour guides. Um, on the distillery that I work for now and that was something really special for me I really enjoyed that I was kind of thinking back to being 
an 18 year old tour guide and being really excited because a brand ambassador was coming in and getting to hear about this so getting to be that from the other side was really special so it's it's been quite important for me in my career to sort of keep that connection to where it all started definitely. Michelle what about you? So it's it's just great being back in Edinburgh maintain the relationship with the Scotch Whiskey experience so like Alex I really remember how much it meant getting to meet people in the industry and just also not underestimating what an important role guides have in terms of not only from you know inspiring customers and the public in terms of you know the wonders to Scotch Whiskey and so from my side now that I'm working on, on a site we've had the guides come round to the Grand whiskey distillery so grain whiskey distilleries aren't often open to the public but it's such a vital part of the industry and for the world of blends and unless the team get to understand that you know and have it brought to life it's, it's a bit more difficult so it really helps set the team up for success if we can maintain that relationship and help them in their understanding and you know their continued passion for the industry the other example i say is i've now been twice with groups of people on the tour um, in terms of you know it's, it's showing a different side to the industry that you know when you're in manufacturing sometimes you get to go to visitor center sometimes you don't or it's only a visitor center for one brand whereas this is really you get exposure to so many different whiskies and brands which you know there's something for everybody's taste so from from that side i really enjoy still being connected with the uh, scotch whiskey experience it's you know really helped me on my career and you know it's about giving back and how i can help uh, you know those coming up through the ranks as well so what would you say to anyone who was thinking of looking for a job in the whiskey industry that maybe doesn't have sort of experience or maybe the knowledge they think they, they could get a job what, what would be your advice if you're passionate about something, you know, Scotch whiskey experience is obviously one one place that you can start, but um, the, the Scotch whiskey industry as a whole is really, really welcoming. Um, and unlike many other industries, even though they are competitors, they still help each other and there's a great camaraderie. Even if you, if you don't have any experience, I mean, the Scotch whiskey experience is a great place to start because you get such expo- exposure to, you know, different brands and manufacturers and, and people in the industry. What Whatever experience you start off with, don't underestimate just how much you can learn and who you can meet. So if that's what your passion is, go for it. Welcome to one of the largest unopened private whiskey collection in the world, also known as Heaven. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, versatility. How versatile is your whiskey? Okay. Well, it's very versatile. Okay. A lot of people come in and they say, how should I drink my whiskey? And the answer to that is, any way you like. If you want to connoisseur, you're going to be smelling and tasting just in a little minute or two. But if you like it with cola, ginger, lemonade, that is perfectly acceptable. It's your whiskey, it's your enjoyment, and that's how you have it. Now, nobody tells you not to put sugar in your tea, but a lot of people very quickly tell you what to put in your whiskey. For connoisseuring, to get the true story, it is just a little drop of water. Okay. Right, so we're going to go through the five Alex, have you found the sort of broad initial knowledge that you got from working at the Scottish Whiskey Experience has stood you in really good stead for the rest of your career? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as Michelle said, the sort of benefit of the whiskey experience is it covers the whole industry, essentially. You know, you have that understanding of the entire whiskey industry, whereas 
sometimes if you, and I'm guilty of this where I work now, if you work at a distillery, you laser focus on what that distillery does, whereas the whiskey experience gives you that focus of the whole industry. And a couple of jobs that I did afterwards, I worked for a Royal Mile tour company for a little bit and I wrote a history of whiskey walking tour while I was there. And it kind of, I had that background knowledge of the whole industry going into it and it made the research so much easier. And even when I started at Glentara, you know, I came in day one with a pretty good knowledge of Glentara as a malt already, just, just from working here. Just touch briefly on what Michelle was saying as well of the industry is much more accessible now than I think it's ever been, which is brilliant. And speaking to someone recently about, you know, even when I joined the industry just over 10 years ago now, brand ambassadors were sort of lofty, distant people until they came in. Whereas now, you know, if you want to speak to a brand ambassador, you just ping them a message on Instagram and they're they're all very good at sort of being accessible like that. So, you know, if someone is considering the industry as a, as a career, I'd say absolutely go for it, but reach out to people. You know, I've had people message me out of the blue on Instagram and I've always been happy to you know, meet up with them if they come to the distillery or meet up with them for a dram and stuff like that because, yeah, it's, a, it's an awesome industry and I, more people are working in the better. If somebody hasn't had the exposure, they can often think, okay, it's about drinking, it's about, you know, what's in the shop, it's what's in the bottle, but there's so much more that goes into making Scotch whiskey and it's depending on what your passion is, there are so many different aspects you could go into. Whether you're into working outdoors with, you know, growing cereals, uh, whether you are into manufacturing, supply chain, projects, marketing and brands, uh, sensory and technical, R&D, digital, there, there's so much, you know, and obviously the industry has a massive focus on sustainability. So I think I, it, it's great because the, it's one of those few industries that has such a heritage. I mean, it's been here in Scotland for so many years, you know, and there's all that history that goes into it. But at the same time, it's all cutting edge as well uh, in terms of some of the new things. So there's really an area that everybody could find an interest in that you wouldn't necessarily first think about when you just see a bottle of whiskey. So so it's really, it's a great industry and I second what Alex says. Well, you've sold it to me. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, so while you're enjoying your whiskey, I'll just tell you a little bit about the collection here. Um, this actually all belonged to one man. His name's Clive Edith. This is him here. He comes from San Paulo in Brazil. Now, back in the 1970s, malt whiskey was not widely exported. And a gentleman from Scotland visiting Clive gave him six bottles of single malt. And he said, Clive, hold on to these, give to those who appreciate and share. Well, he was so overwhelmed with this gift, he decided he wasn't going to open it, he wasn't going to share it. And that's your six original bottles up here. So this is the very six that started this whole collection. Now, he collected for a period of 35 years and amassed approximately 3,400 bottles. Hitting saturation point, family not that interested, he thought he was going to have to split and sell. But our largest drinks company, Diageo, they bought the collection from Clive. Mm -hmm. He was happy that the whole family has come back home. So, if you want to have a wee look round about, it's blended alphabetical as you come in the door to this point here. It's blended malt in the centre section here, and your single malts around the back here, they are regional and alphabetical thereafter. Do you know what the oldest bottle is in the collection? Yeah, if you want to come round this way, I'll just, just show you. There we go. 1897 and 1904. 
Now, the 1897 one um, is a Buchanan's. It is a 25-year-old whiskey, because if you remember back to what I was saying, it doesn't mature in the bottle. So although it was you know, in here in 1987, it's still a 25-year-old whiskey. It's amazing to see. It's just it's, it's like a library of, because you, you're never... I mean, there's brands that you've never even heard of, and then there's brands you have heard of, and to see the old bottles, it's just amazing. Uh-huh. There is no um, addition to the collection. It's closed. Mm-hmm. If we were to add to it, it wouldn't be the Clive collection. Mm-hmm. So when it came in here, it was set out that was it. it was closed, so there's nothing been added to it since it arrived here. And I don't think anything will be added to it. You must have had a massive house <laughs> or a big grandchild. Well, as far as I'm aware, he had a massive extension on his house, and I think that was a, I think that was a whiskey home. Thanks to all my guests on this episode and thanks to the Scotch Whiskey Experience for welcoming me. If you're interested in opportunities with them, check out their website where you can find out more information.